Welcome to the Fancy Sports Cave. This is Sports Guy David here with Coach Zezzy, and we're going to break down the AFC West draftees class. Now, Coach Zezzy, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, my man. The AFC West is going to be an exciting division. Let's take a look at lots of turnover, lots of draft picks, but see if I finish the bottom. All right, let's start off with the Chargers. So, the Chargers, as, as you already know, we already talked about them. In a couple um last week when we covered the Giants and Chargers, but I'm gonna go a little bit more in depth. We filled in major holes we needed. We got defensive tackles, safety linebackers, offensive linemen. We also got a quarterback. With the 20 28th pick, Los Angeles Chargers select Jerry Till Till Tillery from Notre Dame. I said it before and I'll say it again. It was a great pick filling the defensive tackle departure of Maybin and Darius Phylon through via free agency. We needed a, we needed someone there, explosive, as Tillery. Uh, he's fast. He can power through this old old lineman's on a professional level. With Bosa Ingram, you got Damien Square. We re-signed for one more year. We got Tillery, and then uh, sophomore uh, Justin Jones from TCU. Um, I think that defensive line is going to be really great. And we suffer from the run defensive run, um, the run game on defense really bad. Um, due to the lack of linebackers and defensive linemen. So I think this is a great pick, and um, overall I really like it. Moving on to the 60th pick, I had him going 28th overall, which is really funny because I didn't think he was going to be available at number 60. But Nazir Adderley, safety out of Delaware. He had 11 career interceptions at, at Delaware. A little bit of a smaller school, but I think he's a great complimentary piece. To second-year man Duran James, I think he's a ball hawk. Him and Duran James are going to work together. There's already um, videos of them working out together, getting to know each other, and just being together because they're going to be together all season in that backfield. So I cannot wait for Nazir Adderley, number 32, taking Eric Weddle's number. Get a little hurt a little bit, but it's okay. And with the th the 91st pick, the Los Angeles um, took care of a big hole, offensive tackle, Trey Pickens from Saks Hills. Um, right tackle was a big problem. I say it a lot. Um, probably the weakest point of our offensive line, but he's a big boy. He's 6'6", 309. I mean, he's going to be big enough to take on some offensive tack off um, defensive tackles. And um, we got we to gotta secure the bag. And Phillip Rivers, we got to protect him, make sure he's okay. We have him for two, two three more years. We got to make sure he doesn't get hurt. He doesn't get sacked usually, but you know, it only takes one hit. We also got linebackers and defensive tackle later in the draft. But there you have it with the Chargers draft. Um, what do you think, Stephen? What's your overall review? Yeah, when you look at the Chargers front seven last year, I thought the linebacking core uh, was a more decorated group than the front, um, the, the defensive line, that is. So um, I, thought, I thought the problem was, was a lot of injuries to the linebacking core. Of the two, I thought the linebacking core had a better man-to-man -man roster. So I love the fact that you guys use your first round pick on the defensive line, especially defensive tackle, because as you said, if there was, if you were to point out some sort of weakness in the defense last year, it was the running defense. And you happen to get who we thought you guys were going to take 28th overall at the back end of the second round or early third round, whenever that was in Nazir out of Delaware. Him alongside Derman James. I, I love small school guys. I love small school guys because they always have the biggest upside. You know what I mean? Just because you don't come out of a big program, it's almost like you have a chip on your shoulder automatically, and it's almost like you're taking below your projected draft pick automatically in some cases. I think that could be the case with Nazir. 
alongside Derwin James. We saw him in person at the at the Los Angeles Santa Monica draft party. That dude's a beast. That back there at safety, they should be a great pairing moving forward. Yeah, I really can't wait. We already had a good defensive backfield, but now look at this. We got Nazir. We got Derwin James. We got Desmond King, who we got in the third round a couple years ago. We got Hayward Jr. still putting in some work. Trevor Williams, Adrian Phillips in the nickel. I mean, I think we're, I think we're pretty set on the secondary. Linebackers, we got uh, um, Chan Quill. That's the that's guy we got out of Notre Dame. Tillery's um, teammate. Uh, uh, Denzel Perryman coming off an of ACL tear. He's looking great. We got Javaris Brown and all that defensive lineman I just named. I think we're going to have a top five defense. If we all stay healthy, I think a top five defense is um, is definitely in the view for the Chargers this year. But, um, okay, moving right along to the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I was not happy. Well, hold on. I was happy with their draft selections because they didn't get the needs they needed. They traded away their first first um, round draft pick to the Seahawks to get D Ford. Um, that's a good, that's a good trade. Uh, D Ford. Um, they, I mean, they traded away. I'm, I'm sorry. They traded away D Ford, but they got a first round pick. Yeah, yeah. They got a first round pick, but um, I did not like that. I like D Ford as a, no, they traded a first-round draft pick, right, for D. Ford? I'm getting really confused right now. I think they lost D. Ford to San Francisco, and then they traded for Frank Clark. There it is. Yeah. Okay, there it is. They traded D. Ford. I was getting confused. They traded D. Ford to the 49ers for a, sec a first round draft, future first-round draft pick. Yeah, there we go. And traded their first-round draft pick to Frank, for Frank Clark for the Seahawks. So they're out of the first round. Pretty much they're out of the first round. I was confused. I'm sorry. They're out of the first round. So they didn't – I really wanted them to get the um, Baker from Georgia, but your Giants selected him at the 30th. I didn't think he was going to last – I don't think he was going to last longer than that. All the defensive backs and safeties got picked right after the first round of day two, and all the safeties got chosen pretty much. But you figured with Tyreek Hill's situation, they needed some insurance makes if he wasn't going to come back. So they got – um, which I didn't like this selection because DK Metcalf was still on the board. But I'm glad they didn't get him because if DK Metcalf was in the AFC West, I would have been pretty scared. But he's a great replacement. He's probably the closest thing to Tyree Kill. And that is um, – <clears throat> where's his name? I have his name. Oh, Kerry, a.k.a. McCall Hardman, Hardman from Georgia. Um, he's fast. 4-3-3, unofficial 40. Um, he could get downfield fast. He also could become a return man in the special teams. So, I mean, they try to find the closest team to Tyreek Hill because Tyreek Hill is most likely not going to be there. And if he is going to be there, it's only for maybe a half a season, maybe even less, maybe a whole – he's gone for the whole season. They don't know. So that's why I'm glad they did get a wide receiver. I wish they would – well, I didn't wish. If I was a fan of the Chiefs, I would have been – I wish they would have got defensive back. So seven picks later, they did. They got – Juan Thornhill from Virginia, senior. Along the side of the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, he will have to uh, have his work cut out for him because he's he's on the one of the worst pass defenses of the league. Um, he he led the he led his senior year with ninety eight tackles, six interceptions. Led the Virginia um, team, earning All American accolades, and his senior year can his senior year can translate to NFL. Senior, he was there all four years. 
So he he's been around the game. He got this that football IQ. He was probably the top ranking and a lot of boards, he was top um ranked safety. Um there's this stat where um completions thrown his way is um QB completion was about like 18%. Nazir Adderley was 20 uh 32%, something like that, but 18% completion rating while thrown to him. I mean, that's pretty good. So that's um it's a good pick. And and at number um, seven picks later from the first is pretty good. Um, the Chiefs. So I always say the Chiefs defense wasn't good. And um, they got Frank Clark now. They want to add another piece to complement him. So they got defensive tackle Callen Sanders from West Illinois, small school, 80, 84th overall. But he's going to be working with D Ford, and I think that's going to help. Fill- fill those and clog those a gaps enough time to get linebackers some help because that dude is big he's he's 324 pounds right next to d ford on that right side most likely it's going to be on the right side i know d ford played on the right end either end it's going to be some trouble and you're definitely going to need some help stopping the run you got you got um melvin ingram you got philip Lindsay, and you got uh and you got um, Josh Jacobs from the Raiders, who I'm going to talk about a little later. But their draft class, the first three draft class, um, I wish they would have got cornerback. They got a good defensive back on their, with their second pick. But, um, I mean, I'm okay about it. What do you think? You know, I think uh, Frank Clark's going to make life easy with the rest of that defensive line. He's certainly going to require double teams a majority of the time. This is a young cat. This is a guy who's – not even into his fourth year in the league, I believe. Might even be going into his third season. So he's going to be there to create good matchups for a long time. Yes, they, they lost their best quarterback to Pittsburgh. They uh, What they did do, however, is wasn't it this offseason they brought on the Honey Badger? Yes. It was this offseason. So they made some improvements to the secondary. They have a captain now back there in the secondary. They got a guy who can create matchups for themselves um, there in the front seven. The linebacking core, a lot of questions with the linebacking core right now. I feel like there has been a lot of questions with that since they lost uh, Derek Johnson all those years ago. But, you know, D Ford was kind of considered a hybrid outside linebacker, uh, three stance sort of guy. Now Frank Clark, not so much more of a one-dimensional pass rusher, it seems to be. But he's going to be there to create matchups. They're going to have Tyron in the secondary. I know they did some help to the secondary as well, but those these are unproven talents late in the, late in the draft, fixed, fifth, sixth round type of guys right now. But uh, the strength of this team is their offense. And, I mean – you, you can look at the defense and look at the numbers from last year and say, you know, they were a poorly ranked defense. Like the Rams, they were also in a prevent defense most of the time. But I think man for man, talent for talent, they were not as good as the Rams last year. I think they've gotten a little worse despite adding Tyron Matthew and replacing D Ford. Overall, I res- expect a decline from this team. And uh, I'm quite torn right now as to who should be the favorites in this division. We might not see Tyreek Hill play another down of football, let alone, like, let alone – this season, you know, what makes this case different from Ezekiel Elliott and uh, Kareem Hunt, you know, is after the fact, after the evidence was already discovered, after the case already came out, after the defense was already made, then there were voice recordings coming out of what he had to say. And he really, let's just say he didn't help his case with what he had to say in this, in, what he had to say on this recording. So Tyreek Hill, probably not going to play football in 2019. Um, the roster itself hasn't, is not exactly better from the 2018 roster. So we're looking at 10 and 6, honestly, is what I'm picturing from the Kansas City Chiefs. And if the Chargers can eclipse that 10 and 6 mark, I think it's their division. Yeah, it's going to be 
it's it's difficult to rate because you don't know who's playing yet, how all these rookies are going to play. So as of now, I'm having the Chargers one game above them due to the fact that Tyreek Hill's gone as of now. But um, all those times I said D, D Ford, I meant Frank Clark. I keep on mixing those guys up. Sorry. I said D Ford a lot. I meant Frank Clark. But moving on to the Denver Broncos. Now, they had, I think they have one of the most interesting draft classes in the NFL. They trade down from 10 to 20 to the Steelers. The Steelers got their defense, their linebacker, um, Devin White, I believe. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Devin Devin White. White. So the Broncos went tight end. At twenty, now I had him going as 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 fast or as a uh, yeah fast as eighth to the Lions, and I had him also going thirty first to the Patriots if he would have dropped. So twenty is right in the middle. So I think he, that's great value. They don't have a relevant tight end on their roster in a while. I mean Julius Thomas been there, but when's the last time you heard Julius Thomas and he's a great player and end zone in the same sentence? It's, it's been a while. I don't even think he's there anymore. I think he's in like Jacksonville. Yeah, even yeah, I can't see. That's the last time I even heard of Julius Thomas when he was on the Broncos. So now they they don't really have a tight end. So they definitely needed a tight end. I thought QB was the biggest problem, but uh, John Elway doesn't think like me, obviously. Um, shout out to Bob Bob Money. He's in the house. What's up, Bob Money? Um, Bob Money. Um, Fant is a day one starter. I mean, he could become a, a favorable target if not the number one target. For Joe Flacco or Locke. I'll talk about that a little later. But I mean the Broncos got good wide. They got um Cortland Sutton. They got Emmanuel Sanders still still hanging in there. And now you got Fant. So Sutton and Fant are much younger than Emmanuel Sanders. He can still get up there in speed and definitely be down there, um, get down there on the downfield. But I I mean um they should have addressed um, a little something a little bit more, but no offense, I think would have been gone outside of the first round. So I'm kind of glad they got him. Not so I'm not really glad, but if I was a Denver fan, but they had back to back picks in the second round, so they took their time, number ninth and number tenth. With the ninth pick, they got offensive tackle Dalton Risen, Risen, Reisner. I thought he, yeah, from Kansas. I thought he was going to go to the Falcons in the first round, but he dropped ninth in the second, which is not too bad. Um, they definitely need some awesome offensive uh, tackle health. I think getting him rises, uh, the stock rises for Philip Lindsay. I think he's a great starter tackle at the right tackle. Most likely play right tackle. Offensive line is not the greatest. A little bit aging, lost a couple pieces in the offseason. But you need to protect Flacco, your so-called franchise guy. Um, I'll, I'll address you right now, Bob Mubbin. Um but I think I think Philip Lindsay's uh, um, stock rises a little bit, and he'll play at right tackle, like I was saying. Offensive line is not the greatest, but you need to protect Joe Flacco because he's getting up there in age and he's really injury prone. These last couple of years, he's been falling off or lock whoever is there. So the next pick with tenth, they got Drew Lock, and I'm really surprised he dropped this low because I had them picking. It's so funny because I have players going to teams, but later. I got the wrong round. I got the wrong pick right, but I got the right player, which is real funny. So Drew, I had Drew Locke going 10th overall to the Broncos, but he managed to, to drop all the way down to 10th in the second round. So that makes it, what, the 42nd, 42nd pick? Um, so there's reports. There, I heard this report that Flacco is in no mood mentoring young stud Locke at all. He, he's not, he doesn't want to mentor him. 
Oh, he's concentrating on winning. So I think that makes a QB controversy, but not a healthy one. Like you want to start the scenes season saying like, "Hey, yeah, you. I'm not. I'm not. You're gonna have to fight for my position. So just mind your business." Like you don't want to put that vibe. I don't know. I just got a weird vibe. I got like a really like cocky vibe from Flacco. Yeah, like I'm gonna be the starter. Yeah, sucks to be you. You're gonna ride the bench. I'm not mentoring you. Like, you don't really want that from your veteran type of guy. You would want to, you know, whatever is best for the team. But I guess it's not that way. Drew Locke, he's a great pocket passer, great movement. He got the arm strength, makes plays under pressure. I think he's the future of Denver. But as of now, I don't see him. My prediction is he's going to probably start week eight because Joe Flacco is going to get rocked one of these plays. In, in for the first eight weeks, and I think Drew, I think we're gonna see Drew Locke a little bit. We, ha- I think we're gonna see him a little bit, maybe in a relief, um, uh, relief if the Denver Broncos get a big lead like that. Who knows? But and we're, we're gonna see him this year. But what's your thoughts on all three picks? Yeah, I think um, I love the Dalton Risner pick. First of all, that was a very necessary pick, especially at tackle for them. Um, the Drew Locke pick was kind of something they had to do. I think because, you know, following to that point in the draft, middle of the second round, I, I mean, he was mocked, at, mock drafted as high as the sixth pick with the Giants. And for them, the, the Denver Broncos were certainly in the mix to take him in the first round, ultimately decided to go a different route. But um, for him to fall that far, I, I think they just had to go for it. You know, and I think they found a way to stay relevant in, uh, in this current season in 2019, but still be, build for the future. I mean, if you look at it, you got Drew Locke. Incredibly serviceable quarterback out of, out of college. A lot of people's number three off the board, if not number two off the board. And um, you pair him with the guys like Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman, Noah Fant, one of the best receiving tight ends out of the draft, and we've seen in a long time, maybe since Gronkowski, with Cortland Sutton. You know, I just named four guys under 24 years old who all have ridiculous upside. And you still got Manny Sanders at 30 years old. By the time Drew Locke really comes into his own Manny probably won't be the guy he is right now. He's still at the tail end of his prime, but he's on his way out the door as far as that's concerned. But as of right now, you know, Drew Locke is going to come into a great situation. He just drafted a young stud tackle. The offensive line itself was still league average beforehand. So Drew Locke is going to come into a good scenario. Um, As to whether or not Joe Flacco can pilot this team to a wild card record uh, remains to be seen. I'm not sure how much better he actually is going to be than Case Keenum. the, The biggest thing, the biggest difference, as we've talked about, on the offseason shows is that Joe Flacco has got a cannon and he's going to let it loose downfield. He's going to let the ball loose downfield, which maybe will clear up some more holes for Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay averaged 5.5 a carry. And when, when Case Keenum averaged five yards to throw uh, per attempt, he had his average attempted throw was under seven yards per attempt. So, I mean, he's going to get some more, he's going to, they're going to get some more room to run the football. Maybe with guys like Cortland Sun, Fant and Sanders, maybe they can make some work. Unlikely though, that defense is still playing at a top 10 level, but overall, um, I'm more excited about the fact that Drew Locke will eventually be coming into a great situation. Um, that's my main takeaway there. Overall, I don't think it's a playoff team yet, and I think they're going to finish right around where they did last year at 6-10. and 10. So oh, do you... I'm sorry. My bad. Also, to answer your question, I never actually answered your question. Um, I think Drew Locke is going to have the same playing path as, Drew, as Daniel Jones. He'll probably get inserted around week 15, week 16, when they're finally mathematically eliminated from the postseason. Yes, either that, I agree with you, or in a relief, or 
Joe Flacco gets injured because he's injury prone. So fantasy wise, do you see Noah Fant getting selected at all? Just based off what he did in college and what you think he could transition to the NFL. You think he's worth something? Because we know how you know everybody knows how we feel about tight ends in, in fantasy. But is Noah Fant good enough to take a chance on? Maybe wait till like your very last pick and Noah Fant is right in your lap? What do you think? Yeah, you know, I think that might be the move. Right now, you're going after the proven names like Kelsey, Kittle, and Ertz within the first five they go rounds. Way, they go way too quick, yeah. They go way too quick. You know, I, I, I've been vocal about Travis Kelsey and how dominant I feel he can be. Um, Zach Ertz, uh, obviously, I, I, I feel like he can be dominant as well, but he's going too high for my blood right now. And Kittle, with all the with all the new wide receiver targets going on right there and different quarterback now, Garoppolo's back. I'm a little iffy on that. But, you know, the main strategy with tight end is to – just kind of you're like you're like you're like throwing at a dartboard pretty much. You know what I mean? The, the the target I'm trying to hit on the dartboard right now is Vance McDonald. Vance McDonald, you know, you can get him with the last overall pick or um, you know, the last couple rounds. Jesse James came out of there. Uh Antonio Brown has left Pittsburgh. A lot of targets are still go around over there. Vance McDonald, talented guy, nastiest stiff arm of twenty eighteen, as we've talked about against I believe it was Brett Grimes down there and uh no, Bay on that month that that was that? Conte. Chris Conte, my bad, bro. Yeah. My bad. My bad, bro. My bad. But Chris Conte, yeah, just ate the nastiest stiff arm. Those are guys I'm throwing darts at. You know, Hunter Henry, Evan Ingram, they're going in the eighth round right now. Even that might be a little too rich for your blood if you're trying to get a guy like Mike Williams as your wide receiver, too, which we're both trying to do this year. And um, so, yeah, a guy like Noah Fant, uh, on a team that didn't have, you know, a main tight end, on a team where they're your best receiver is injury prone, on a team where there's a bunch of questions around your wide receiver, too, in Cortland Sun right now, although he did play well at certain points. You know, Deshaun Hamilton had some bright spots last season, sure. But overall, they don't have a solidified number two target. Noah Fant is the best tight end receiver we've seen come out of the draft in a long time. He could certainly have some relevance, and I'm putting him up there on my dartboard next to Vance McDonald going into next season. I'm going to make you a Vance McDonald shirt. Vance McDonald over every other tight end based on value. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying that, man. The Vance... The Vance dance. I'll be doing the Vance dance around draft season this year for sure. So speaking of tight ends, Bob Money has a question or a suggestion. Okay. The Chargers should pick up Kyle Rudolph. Now, Kyle Rudolph broke um, contract um, talks due because I think that the Vikings selected a tight end, but he's not the long-term answer. Do you think it's smart for the Chargers to pick up Kyle Rudolph if Antonio Gates does not sign? He still hasn't signed. He does want to play again. He doesn't want to retire. He does want to play. Hunter Henry coming back from injury. Definitely need a second guy. There's not a real big tight end name the Chargers have as a backup. So you think that the Chargers should pursue Kyle Rudolph? I guess it depends how important you envision the, the second tight end slot being. Because Hunter Henry has shown he, he can get hurt at times. You know, although some of these injuries are – you can't plan for them. Yeah, the ACL on the first day of spring training. Yeah, you can't really plan for those type of things. So calling him injury prone is not exactly fair. But how important is it to you or how much of a priority do you think, you think it is for your team to have this backup tight end? And how solidified do you view that position if you sign Antonio Gates? I'm not sure how old he is. I haven't really evaluated his performance from last season. But he's a veteran tight end who can still be a presence in the red zone at times. Um, Kyle Rudolph isn't, isn't much younger. He's only a few years younger. He's uh, still shown himself to be a red zone presence even as recent as last season. But um, I'm not sure how much better I feel about it. Antonio Gates has a rapport. He gets Christmas cards every year from Philip Rivers and the crew. He probably comes over on Christmas Eve, I'd imagine, for the parties and whatnot. Um, just because 
I don't know how much more you gain from Alex from sorry from Kyle Rudolph over Antonio Gates. If Gates wants to play, I'm probably bringing him back on one more year. I mean, you guys got a window of the next the next two years are still in your window to compete for a title. So that being said, I'd probably give Phil. I'd give, I, I would take if I'm the GM, I would go to Philip Rivers and I ask him what he wants. What do you want, Philip? What do you think gives us the best chance? Because your window ends with him whenever he's done is when that window temporarily closes until you groom another quarterback ready to go so i'd ask him what he wants and i would do what he what he wants to do at this point in time you know i think who should pick up kyle rudolph great points by the way maybe the broncos i mean no, maybe. maybe the Broncos. Yeah. i think that's a nice fit you got fan um could be the starter or not and then you, you they they always line up two tight ends always you definitely need a great blocker kyle rudolph is more on the receiving type of tight end but he also put some blocking in there. But um, we'll see. Nice, nice suggestion, Bob. Money. If you guys have questions, Crystal, shout out to you. She's in. She's in this right now. Crystal. Um, Crystal. She's, a, she's a cow. She's a notorious cowboy fan. Um, as I've heard. Yeah. As I've heard. All oh, right. By the way, we got we got at, at this rate. We just gotta make a Bob Money shirt at this point. Yeah, Bob I mean, Money. You're gonna get man, some. Been here for merch. show. Our number one fan, Bob Money. You're definitely getting some free merch. Um, royal fan, right there. All right, moving on to the Raiders now. The Raiders, Raiders. they made so many moves, signing, drafting, trading, shit show pretty much. But they surprised me and the whole dark side fan base. Third overall, the the Oakland Oakland shit shows selected Clinton Farrell from Clemson. Now, I – it, me and Steven at the draft were like, we didn't get any Clemson defensive tackle in our in our first round, which we thought that teams were going to address their needs, but th- those guys are freak talents. You got to get them. Um, but Clint Farrell, he was a great pick by a lot of experts had him going at the back end of the first, even um, the front end of the second. But, I mean, if he's your guy, he's your guy. So Medlock uh, seen something in him. That they definitely wanted this guy, and um, he's a six four. He's a little undersized at two sixty four, but he's six four. He's big. They need a pass rusher because all year I said it to you, they had no pass rush, and even Gruden is like, "Hey, we need a pass rush." Hey, you shouldn't trade Khalil Mack, but um, he has great um, whatever he makes up in in being undersized. He makes up in technique and movement on that defensive line. I can't think of any defensive linemen they got. On that's I can't think of any defensive lineman. Um, but I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna be the most present there. He's gonna be a lot of pressure to the quarterback more than any other guy, anyways. But um, I really wish they would. Well, not wished, but I, I wish they got like a Josh Allen or like a Brian Burns. I would have picked Brian Burns over Farrell. Um, I would have gone Josh Allen for sure. Josh Allen, I can't believe he slipped to eight. Oh my god, I can't wait to talk about the Jaguars. They got it. I think they got one of the best draft classes. Um, and I mean, Big Dick, you got Big Dick Foles. You got Jawan Taylor, which I also predicted was going there. And then you got Josh Allen. I mean, that's crazy. If Josh Allen would have been to the Raiders, I would have been like scared every time. Not because I think I'm gonna get stabbed, but I think because of Josh Allen, the dude's a monster. But Clayton Farrell, he's a Clemson Tiger championship. Um, he, he contributed to that championship with those three guys, Farrell, um, those two other guys are escaping me, but, um, they, that's the, the biggest need was pass rush. They had 13 sacks 
13 sacks all year. The next one up was you guys with 30, but still, that's a big gap. That's a really big gap. So they had two more perks, picks in the first round, so I definitely thought they were going to go cornerback. I, I seen Rock Yassin getting picked. Um, and then I also had them going um, mostly cornerback and then runner back. I didn't think Josh Adams was going to fall to them at 24 because I thought the Eagles were going to get him a pick before. Or, yeah, they even traded, but they did not get Josh Jacobs. They traded up. I think they traded with the Falcons to get off of the tackle. But Josh Jacobs from Alabama. Now, this dude, um, there's a, like a committee going on with the running backs. I know uh, Powell just tore his ACL. They got Doug Martin. They got Josh Jacobs. And they got some other running backs, some old washed-up running backs. Isaiah Correll. I, Isaiah Correll. I think Josh Jacobs would take the lead in that. This dude, the Jacobs is the spark, the light, the fire of explosiveness and quickness that the Raiders need. The run game was – oh, Richard. Richard. Um, he was more of a receiver back, though. He was he was more of a scat back. But I think Josh Jacobs could take on that, that lead running role. Um, he's just so explosive and just I seen his highlight tape and I was like, damn, I'm surprised he didn't go, you know, quicker. But it was a really scarce runner back um class this year, which is really weird because usually we see runner backs going top ten, like at least two in the top ten. This was the first runner back and it dropped all the way to down to twenty-four. Now, um, I think he's a starter. He's explosive. He could he could slide right in between the gaps. He could shed tackles, he could bounce off tackles. This guy is I think the the closest thing to NFL ready. I really, I, I don't really like this pick, but if I was a Raider fan, I like this pick. Definitely need a runner back. And with three picks later, I had this guy going to the um, Colts. Um, I had them going to this guy going to the Colts because he's just a he's just a ball hawk. John Abram from Mississippi State safety um, to to match up with Lamarcus Joyner um, from Rams. Um, I think that's going to be a great. They they really had a bad pass defense i think this will make up for it maybe get him out of the top 25 or bottom 25 he led the, he led his team mississippi state with tackles of 99 and he also had two interceptions three sacks and, and five pass breakups the three sacks that's my favorite set right there i love i love this is probably my favorite thing in football i love when corners and safeties get sacked it's so weird it's weird but it's satisfying when those corners come off the edge and they get a sack it just shows like how explosive they are, dodging those big old offensive linemen. They're just too fast. So I think they're going to use him a lot in the nickel over the top. They could they could blitz him. Uh, Raiders defense is really weird. They always send a lot of they they blitz a lot. They're really known for blitzing a lot, which bite them in the ass later because they man to man on the outside don't really have some great corner man to man corners out there. Which I wish they got a corner because they definitely needed one. But I'll I'll settle for John Abram at 27 because I had him going 28. I had him going like 26 or 28 to the Colts. So I was pretty right on the prediction there, different team. But um, what do you think about the Raiders draft class? Yeah, I think, you know, defensive linemen, you know, helping out that pass rush was had to be priority A if you're the Oakland Raiders, unless you really didn't believe in Derek Carr. Um, That being said, I don't see how you had Clinton Farrell, number one. Um, Josh Allen was clearly the best pass rusher in the draft, not counting Joey Bosa or Quinton Williams, who's more of a defensive tackle. Um, a lot of people had Dexter Lawrence higher than Clinton Farrell Dexter on their Lawrence. draft boards. Yeah, they, they even had Clinton Farrell in most mock drafts that I looked at as the bottom of the three Clemson defensive linemen. Yeah, I think he was the, the, not the greatest one. I think he was the least greatest. They're all great. 
but the sure. least greatest of all three. Yeah. Now, granted, they all do kind of different things. Dexter Lawrence is more of a run stopper, interior lineman, although he wants to, although he wants to display more of his pass rushing abilities. But um, overall, you went and addressed what you thought was your biggest need um, with your fourth round pick, with your first, fourth overall pick, and I can't be mad at that. You know, they were thinking they were going to get Quinnen Williams. They wish they got Quinnen Williams, but overall, they ended up drafting one of the better prospect defensive linemen at fourth overall, and I can't be mad at that. Josh Jacobs, you know, Marshawn Lynch. Um, he hadn't retired as of the draft, but it looked as though he was going to retire. You just added Antonio Brown. You did some work. You went out and spent the most money in the league on offensive tackle. So, um, you know, you went out and got the best running back in the draft in your mind. And Josh Jacobs, I've watched his highlights a couple, a couple times yeah, yeah. at Alabama. This man absolutely devours people. He's a bruiser. He can catch the football out of the backfield. He reminds me a lot of a Marshawn Lynch, actually. He's not quite as big physically between height and weight, but he, the running style is there. The receiving out of the backfield talent is there, and he comes from an Alabama an Alabama program where outside of quarterback, you very rarely draft busts out of that program. Yeah, um, I love the pick, and of course, I go ahead and get Abram as well. So, I'm I, over. I'm not going to give him any more than a than a B flat, just because I think you could have done better addressing that need at the fourth overall pick. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have been mad if you addressed um more the offensive line again. You know, the offensive line was really not very good last year. It's aging. The offensive line is really, they're really old. You know, so if you wanted to add another big piece to go alongside the man you got out of New England, forgot his name, that tackle, Marcus Marcus Brown, was it? Trent Brown. Trent Brown, my bad, dude. My bad. Yeah, so I wouldn't be mad at that either. But overall, they addressed the needs they thought they had to. And, uh, you know, despite our our feelings on the Raiders, they did get better this offseason. They added a nearly Pro Bowl caliber tackle. They added who last year had the most receiving touchdowns in the league. They had Josh Jacobs, the best running back in the draft. They add a prospect at defensive lineman. You know, one of the best, I guess. You know, top ten. We well, can definitely say that. And um, you know, they do some work in the secondary with a semi-overpaid Lamarcus Joyner. So they did get better, but they're pretty damn bad. And uh, I don't anticipate them to be a playoff team just yet. But um, they're certainly creating some buzz and excitement for themselves before they move down to Las Vegas next year, which is probably where Antonio Brown will go off the rails and do some crazy shit. I don't know. But, um, yeah, man, that, those are my thoughts on the Raiders. Uh, final prediction, I'll, put them, I'll go ahead and put them at 5-11, uh, and 6-10. and 6-10 and 10 is where I'll put them uh, for next season. Yeah, just to harp on what you're saying about the Raiders in general, just um... – they added a bunch of new pieces. And I said this with the Browns. Their expectations, it looks like Gruden wants to win now. And I think he has to, like, chill a little bit because um, you got the Chiefs and Chargers. And I don't see them going over 10 wins. And you need 10 wins to get in that to get in the playoffs in the AFC West. So, but he's putting a lot of good pieces together. I just don't think... If this was any other team, I think it would do good. But the Raiders always find a way to fuck shit up. I, and I'm not even trying to be um, unbiased here. I'm trying to be biased. Or I'm trying to not be – I'm being biased. Whatever. I don't like the Raiders. But they, they got a lot of pieces. I just don't think it's going to work together as much as a lot of people think they are. They're moving to Vegas. Antonio Brown's going to fucking just make Twitter – make everyone uninstall Twitter. Um, but I don't know. D.D. Westberg is going to have a better season than A.B. Um, just want to put that out there because I've said that multiple times and I'm sticking to it. But the Raiders, I don't see them winning more than seven. And if they do win seven, it's because they upset someone or got lucky, game-winning field goal, something like that. 
the highest I see him is seven. That's that's pushing it, but they could lose. Uh, they they're capable of losing twelve games. So I'm gonna put them four to twelve, seven and nine. That's uh, that's really high. I I should have. It's too early in the morning. Maybe that's why I'm saying that. I got I got the Broncos. I see him winning maybe six games. They still got a they got a top ten defense. They got Bradley Chubb and Von Miller on the sides. I mean that creates so mm-hmm. much trouble. Chris uh, Harris. Chris still Harris. Still. He wants to get paid thirty million a year because they just paid Xavier Howard from the Dolphins thirty mil a year or some crazy ass shit like that. So now Calvin Harris. No, now he Chris Harris wants money. I don't think the Bron- I don't think he's worth as much as he think he is. He's getting up there in age. He can still lock down shit, but he's he's on his end prime and thinks it's gonna be his last big contract. That's why he wants to get paid. Don't blame him. I mean, he's a great guy. He's B plus corner. That defense is just so good. So like, you really don't need an offense. That's when they won the Super Bowl not too long ago. They had a defense. Payne Manning. That was probably his worst performance ever in the Super Bowl. But they had a really good defense. Defense gets you championships. So um, as long as your defense is good, I think they still got a shot at getting wins, not so much playoff contention. I'm going to put them a little bit above. I think they could both finish 6-10. and 10. And then I'm going to put the Chargers. I'm going to put the Chargers and Chiefs down for 11 wins each. But I looked at the Chargers schedule, and three, three of the last four games are divisional games. So I think that's going to play a big part on, like, we need to win this. We need this team. It's going to be really one of those situational things. But I think it's going to be just like last year. One of us are going to get the wild card. One of us are going to get the first seed by or whatever. Someone's going to get by. Someone's going to get a wild card. And I really hope it's the other way around. Chargers are really good off buys. Not so, we, we play great on the road. We're the road warriors. But um, I really like if we could get a buy, give a break to those guys. But overall – I think this is a great podcast. AFC West is going to be probably one of the most interesting. I think it's so weird because last year we didn't see so much hype on trades and all this. Now this year is just like you can't wait. Like, oh, my God. Odell and the Browns. You got Haskins over there in the, in the east. And then you got Jimmy, J, Jimmy G coming back. Like all these divisions, there's like little wars in each division. And like you just tune in and be like, okay, what's going on over here? What's going on over here? There's just it's all these battles going going to happen, and um, Bob Money thinks the Raiders are done, and Bob Money, you became I'm your number one fan now. I also think that they um, it's going to take a while. Gruden's there for ten years, um, one trillion dollars, um, overpaid. Talk about overpaid. Um, I think he was. But um, thank you, Bob Money. Thank you, Crystal, for checking in. Thank you, Eric Wallace, for checked in. Steven, if thank they want. You talk to you about your predictions on anything where can they find you on social media yeah as always you guys can find me at coach underscore zezzy on instagram and twitter want to argue with about the giants talk shit about the giants argue about other sports new york sports fans get ready okay get ready we are gonna get shit on today okay everyone thinks we're gonna get the number one pick in in the the nba draft in today's lottery selection i'm here to tell you get ready to be disappointed we have an 85 percent chance to not get the first overall pick do you understand 85% chance. So go into it with low hopes, okay? Low early expectations. We're probably not going to get it, and it's going to suck. But what's not going to suck is getting Kyrie Irving, okay? So just just slow your row. We're not going to get that pick. We're probably not going to get Zion. Just relax, okay? Just relax. We're, 
we're going to be okay or we're going to keep drinking. One of those two. But anyways, yeah. Coach Zezzy. Uh, Mr. Alex Fernandez. Fight Guy David and me. Thursdays for MMA. Mr. Louis Bravo and Alex Fernandez. Uh, today. Maybe even like right now, actually, with the boxing podcast. And of, and of course, again, Mr. Alex Fernandez with Chris Henderson. NBA podcast. I think that's Saturdays. I might have fucked that up. But there you go. Well, there you have it. That's the schedule for the week. Bob Money also thinks the Raiders should rebuild and they get a B, right? I don't know what's going through Gruden's head. Thank God I don't got that job. I wish I had the money, but not the job. But if you want to find me on any social media, you can find me at Sports Guy David, both Twitter and Instagram. You want to debate about literally any sport, I'm, I'm fine with it. I can find something to talk shit about. Um, remember, DD over AB. Shirts come, merch coming out soon. DD Westbrook will have a better season than Antonio Brown. You're here to hear first. Um, but there you have it. If you want to follow any of us on social media, you click in Fancy Sports Cave in any social media outlet, Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're all over the damn place. 11 platforms to be exact. There you have it. Fancy Sports Cave all over, taking over LA. I'm Sports Guy David. That's Cozzezzi. And I'm out. <laughs>